So Errol Spence says, Prime for Prime on a PBC podcast. Let me start off with that. A PBC had a, a podcast where they had Errol Spence Jr. join. Errol Spence Jr. comes out and states that, you know, Prime for Prime, he believes that he could beat Floyd Mayweather Jr. He said this. Now, I'm not mad at the guy for feeling confident, you know, in himself. You know, what else is he supposed to say? I think the guy destroys me. No, I, I, I can understand why he said what he said. But, you know, the problem that I have with it is that he actually believes it. And what I mean by that is, let, let me just quote Errol Spence Jr. 100% focus, I think I'd beat Floyd. Just not, Just trying to break him down physically. He's not breaking down mentally. He's one of those fighters like Sean Porter. You're not going to break him mentally. And, you know, you have a lot of fanboys out there who truly believes Errol Spence Jr. is the second coming of Floyd. They saw his performance against Mikey Garcia, and they believe that that performance against Mikey Garcia is the performance that showed us that look at these type of skills. This guy was very defensive, very crafty, good counterpunching. He looked phenomenal against Mikey Garcia. Now, here's the problem with that. Mikey Garcia is not a 147-pound fighter. Mikey Garcia is from 135 pounds. Mikey Garcia is not a natural welterweight. You're supposed to stop Mikey Garcia moving up to weight classes. You've seen other fighters stop guys moving up weight classes. You've seen, you know, Kel Brook move up multiple weight classes, fight Triple G, get stopped. Amir Khan, move up to fight Canelo, get stopped. You've seen, uh, you know, uh, Rigo fight Loma, moved up in weight, got stopped. So you're expecting Mikey Garcia to move up to face the guy who's supposed to be the biggest puncher in the welterweight division, a guy who has the size to be a middleweight, a middleweight, mind you. He's supposed to move up, and he's supposed to stop Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia is a, a you know a bloated, fat, 135-pounder moving up to 147, and you know you expected him to get stopped. But you know the problem with that is Errol Spence Jr. was fearful of Mikey Garcia's power. He was fearful. And this is what I mean by that. He was fearful because he fought him out of a high guard. He fought him out of a high guard on a $75 pay-per-view and was not looking to stop him. And at points when he tried to stop him, he was unable to. So that says a lot about his power. And that also says a lot about his mentality, fearing getting hurt or rocked by Mikey Garcia's counterpunching. We see, we understand a guy fighting out of a high guard against elite competition, but against a guy moving up two weight classes where you have the size, the, the you know, all of these advantages, speed, you know, you have height, you have reach. You shouldn't be worried about fighting out of a high guard. You're, you're Errol Spence Jr. You're the guy that's supposed to dig to people's bodies. So when have you ever seen Errol Spence Jr. display those skills in another fight against a welterweight? You haven't. You see him fight the biggest fight of his life against Sean Porter, and he was unable to look like a Floyd Mayweather fighter. He was unable to be crafty. It was actually Sean Porter who was a versatile fighter. It was actually Sean Porter who was the guy looking like Vasil Lomachenko, turning Errol Spence again and again and again. It was actually Sean Porter who was winning round after round after round. I believe after the fifth round or so, it was Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman who were, you know, commentating the fight. And I believe Danny Garcia felt like, you know, hey, it looks like Sean Porter was winning the first five rounds. So in my opinion, Sean Porter won the first six rounds. So you had Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia looking like, man, uh, you know, Sean Porter's pretty much dominating the first half of the fight. So you mean to tell me the judges saw, you know, the first half of the fight even? That, that's what I mean. You know, boxing sometimes 
is corrupt like that, where the more popular fighter, which is an Errol Spence Jr., always gets the nod just because he's popular. You know, there's no outrage. There's no crying about this because Sean Porter doesn't have the fan base that Errol Spence Jr. has. Look, let's just be honest and unbiased. If Errol Spence Jr. fought, you know, Floyd Mayweather Jr., prime for prime right now, he'd get destroyed. And what I mean destroyed is he wouldn't get stopped. He wouldn't get knocked out. You know, Floyd Mayweather at 147, he was not the type of guy that's just going to knock out guys. That's just not who he was. But I will tell you this. You know, Floyd versus Errol Spence, 147, prime versus prime. I would say that Floyd Mayweather would school him. He would school him with every single round. Errol Spence Jr. is predictable. He's slow. And he's going to take the bait again and again and again. And here's the thing. How can Errol Spence Jr. be calling and saying that, hey, I could beat a Floyd and, you know, prime versus prime if I'm focused. But you won't even fight a Terrence Bud Crawford. You won't even fight a Terrence Bud Crawford. This is the same guy who turned around and said he'd like to take the easy road, you know, and fight Sean Porter. And turns out he went life and death with Sean Porter. You went life and death with Sean Porter. And you were supposed, that's supposed to be the easy road. That's supposed to be the easy road. And you went life and death with Sean Porter. Explain that to me. See, here's the problem with Errol Spence Jr. You know, I think Errol Spence Jr. is a, is a good fighter. Uh, I just don't believe he's elite. And I don't believe he's done anything to be worthy of being a pound-for-pound fighter. I, I think, you know, he's being carefully, you know, matched up with certain opposition. And I think that he survived the Sean Porter fight. And he was lucky to get a win in that fight. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of people say, well, what about the knockdown on Sean Porter? Adrian Broner dropped Sean Porter. How is that supposed to be impressive to me? And, and here's another problem with casual fans. You think every time you see somebody get dropped, that means they win the fight. The other guy, that doesn't make any sense. I had idiots arguing that, you know, oh, uh, Deontay Wilder dropped Fury in the first fight. He won. No, stupid. Tyson Fury won 10 rounds. Let's just be honest and unbiased. We have to be honest about it. Errol Spence Jr. doesn't have the skill set to compete with Floyd Mayweather Jr. in his prime on any meaningful level. And then when you look at Terrence Crawford, you see that Errol Spence Jr. is not even confident in himself. People say, well, the PBC was holding up the fight and this and that. You know, you can blame whoever you want. At the end of the day, Errol Spence Jr. signs off on who he fights. Errol Spence Jr. has the final say in who he fights. An advisor can only advise. You ultimately make the decision on who you fight. And he's okay with not fighting Terrence Crawford. It came out of his own mouth that he was looking at taking an easy road with Sean Porter. Now, if it turns out the easy road is really hard, what the hell do you think it's going to be like against Terrence Crawford?